Welcome to Experience Points. My name is Brandon. And I'm Lance. The Marvel Cinematic Universe was and continues to be a high-octane adventure with enough heart and soul to fill a helicarrier. With a relatable cast and a stellar crew, each movie brought tons of success to the studio in charge. However, that's not the topic of today's episode. No, today we'll be talking about Marvel's Avengers, a video game released just a few weeks ago as of the time of this recording. So Lance, before we get too deep into you know this video game, let's talk a little bit, I guess, about sort of what our views are in you know, of the uh, MCU as a whole and maybe Marvel in general. So uh, what... I guess, what do you, what's your take on the MCU right now? Yeah, I mean, um, I've seen all the MCU movies. I'm not really, never have been a comic book person, so I haven't really uh, checked them out at all. Um, And I really enjoyed the, a lot of the movies. I enjoyed the TV shows a lot as well that Netflix picked up. Um, You know, Jessica Jones, um, Daredevil. Um, I can't remember all of them, but the defenders. And I, I feel like that was uh, really cut short, unfortunately, but yeah, overall I enjoyed the movies. I, I always see them as more of just a fun, lighthearted, um, you know, show to watch or movie to watch, depending on what I'm watching. It's never really too serious. I think Jessica Jones kind of changed that for me because it was a lot more realism and a lot more realistic in it. The, the, the biggest problem I have with a lot of the Marvel movies is just the, really, I think it comes down to the, the power curve, one, and two, the predictability. I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think, you know, I mean, the, my biggest issue that I have with most movies, not, you know, not even just MCU, is whenever you can predict what the ending is going to be, whenever you can predict what the story is going to be or how it's resolved. Because to me, that's that's the most interesting part, figuring out what's happening, what's what's going to happen. Um, that was a big reason whenever I talked about Game of Thrones on the podcast that I loved it was, you know, that huge unexpected, Ned's dead, it's crazy. How How is that even possible? That doesn't really happen in the MCU. Like even, spoiler alert, even at the end of um, Avengers Endgame, you still have, you know, Tony Stark dying. But it's not like it was a an, an unexpected thing, at least, because there was a huge send-off. And it was a very uh, tearful moment and everything, but it, it it was expected because of the send-off, you know. Um, so so that's one of the biggest issues. And then to the power curve, I. I, it is hard for me to believe that in this universe there is, you know, someone uh, going around with their, her batons smacking people <laughs> or guns shooting people or with a bow and arrow shooting people and then Thor with a magical hammer and can't be killed and controls lightning. Like, it's just these two people aren't on the same level. And it's, they try so hard to make them on the same level. Like, most notably that I can remember is, again, uh, actually this was Infinity War, when that that great moment when Thor comes down, he has his new axe, um, and he's, he's killing a bunch of things as lightning comes down. And then, like, just 
two minutes before it was Black Widow fighting one person with a staff. <laughs> it's like, you don't even need Black Widow. Thor just killed fucking half of them. Like, come on. So those those are my two biggest issues. But overall, like I said, I can suspend disbelief enough to be like, okay, yeah, this is fun. This is cool action. Like, even when Black Widow's fighting, it doesn't, like, eat at me. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this is still kind of fun. But, yeah. Right. I mean, and I think you're 100% right. You know, even... Like whenever you read the the comics, because um, obviously, like I'm a major comics guy, I I love the stories that they're able to tell. And Nerd. I, I yeah, uh, if people are listening to this, they should know they're probably nerds themselves. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but honestly, you know, in a comic setting where you have more time to tell these stories and you can really flesh out the characters, you're able to get these sp- splinter stories where these characters are able to do these things that are cool in their own way uh, and don't have like, you know, for instance, black widow, she can do her own sort of martial storyline, right? Sure. She can do some espionage as well and you know, really be separated out. And that's, I think something that the MCU, you're right, definitely had a hard time with. Um, yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I enjoy, like I said, I enjoy Black Widow. I enjoy Hawkeye. Hawkeye, honestly, I don't know. There's something about bow and arrows I really enjoy. Like Skyrim, I always play bow and arrow. And it, and it's just a fun, it's it's a cool thing. Um, and I liked his, what was his name whenever he, uh, in Endgame, was it? Ronan. Ronan, yeah. I mean, I like that. That's, that's cool. And I would love to see a Hawkeye standalone. And I'm excited for the Black Widow standalone. The issue comes in whenever they try to mix these characters and it's like these guys come on they're not because they're not not, yeah they're not super powered they're not anything really and uh they even really sort of you know i i love captain america obviously i feel like that is (laughs) extremely obvious um but he's just supposed to be some dude that's like the peak perfection for like a human right yeah um and going toe-to-toe with a virtual God with uh, Thanos there, you know, uh, just didn't make much sense there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Captain America is a really good example too, because you, you point out so well, you know, he's, he is good at fighting. He is good at, at, at being a quote unquote super soldier, but yeah, he couldn't fight someone like Thanos, but they, they want to get that emotion. They want to show him, you know, holding that hand open and that great, that great scene for it, even though realistically it's nothing and he could just crush him if he wanted to. <laughs> but I would love, I would love for them more to play up their strengths because what I love about Captain America is his leadership skills and he's willing to make decisions and he's willing to live with those consequences. And I feel like Tony Stark, I don't really like him as a leader, you know, kind of the split with the civil war because he, he doesn't handle the consequences of his decisions. Well, wow. That was hard for me to say, but I really love how Captain America does it. And that's why I wish they would play him up. They would show more of him making these hard decisions and show how he handles the consequences. But I guess that's not like the on par with the action they're looking for and everything. They're not really looking to tell that type of story. So again, I understand. It's just, that's, you know, kind of what I wish to see more of with them. Right. And so I don't want to go too in the weeds with the MCU since, you know, there's something, (laughs) A little bit bigger that we need to talk about. Um, and that is really this this new game that came out. Um, and I think 
everyone and their brother has an opinion on it. So from a pure, I guess, gameplay standpoint, what are your thoughts with the amount of time that you've spent with it? Yeah, so I've only, um, I I could probably look at my Steam, but I've probably only sunk uh, five or six hours into it, which for me isn't a lot. Um, You know, I I can spend hours and hours on a game, hundreds of hours on a game. I have tons of hours in Civ. Um, So I I haven't played it a lot. So I'll I'll start off with one. Um, I, I, I like, whenever someone gives a game review, something I really enjoy is to see their baseline of what type of games they like, because everyone likes things differently. And um i i think it helps you be able to judge how you know expectations for for how they're saying it is so i want to i want to start off by saying i am not a big fighter fan um i don't typically like fighters there are some fighters that i'll like i like tekken um but not a lot it was more just a nostalgia thing because i played it when i was younger um so with that being said with this i i didn't really like it i don't particularly like the gameplay of it I think for a Marvel game, this is really the only type of game they could do, right? I mean, it would have to be a fighting game. It would have to be this type of game. Um, And I don't know, I guess, what I expected the game to be. I I didn't have a lot of expectations. But overall, I don't particularly like the gameplay. But a big part of that's probably because I don't like fighters. So I I will say personally, because I I kind of like these sort of... Because it's it's not... I'll, I'll give the caveat of it's not an actual like fighting game. It's, right. it's a, like an action style. Um, well, they call it an action RPG. I really wouldn't say that because mm. the RPG elements are really light. Um, it is definitely like an action game, like a beat em up style action game. Yeah. Um, and for me, I do like those type of games and this does feel pretty satisfying in that regard. Um, one thing, and I, I think you've only played the multiplayer, right? I have, I haven't played any of the single player. Um, so certain games, this is something else. Just, I, I will really only play them for multiplayer, only get them to play with other people. Cause I enjoy games more when I play with other people usually. So a lot of games I'll only play multiplayer. So yeah, in this case, definitely I would only play multiplayer. I'd never play single player on it. So I will say from an experience for me, I've played mostly single player in this. The multiplayer has been with you and with you saying about five or six hours. uh, I would say I've got about 20, 25 hours into the game now. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. And and most of that was spent, like I said, in uh, single player where you get to handle these characters more in a one-on-one setting. Uh, you get a lot of exploration levels. Um, like, it, for example, so without spoiling anything, your your main character in this the main storyline, the main campaign is Miss Marvel. And so you get to play as her quite a bit. You're using her abilities for like movement and that sort of stuff. And you really get a feel for what each character's abilities are based on how they move throughout a level. Um like whenever you suit up as Iron Man, you're mostly flying and you're mostly going in like, you know, straight line, sort of fly fast, and shoot things along the way. And so that's a different style than you would with like Captain America, who's on the ground mostly. He can do some acrobatic stuff to get around and 
Like most of his stuff is designed really for defensive capabilities. He's got, he's even got taunts, which is like weird for a game like this. Um, So. And I think honestly, that's one of the strengths of the game. And I think that's something that would keep me more interested is the variety of gameplay because in my time played, I've probably played the most of Thor because I, I currently like his play style, but I, I like that everyone kind of has their own subtle differences and, and um, you kind of have to relearn a little bit how to play each person. So I like that. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I will say like, I've enjoyed switching characters too. Like uh, yeah. Black Widow is way more like uh, mobility driven. Like she has, a grappling hook that she can use to like get in close with people. And then she can break away doing like somersaults and backflips so mm-hmm. she can get at range and use her guns. So on all of that, I really like, and I love the storyline. I think they did a great job. The problem is that it does feel like a little bit like an X-Men storyline without X-Men because they're in Yeah. So in comics, they did the same thing. Basically, they in- introduced these Inhumans, and the Inhumans are really there to be like X-Men clones. Um, you've uh, got gotcha. these guys that are different because they have a different gene, but it's not the X gene. It's some other gene, and it <laughs> gets activated by like this uh, this gas, this Terrigen gas is what they call uh. it. Um, and so in the game the triggering event for everything is that people get these superpowers. And it's weird because like people have all these superpowers now, but they're treating it like a disease. Um, and so you get to see this other company um, called aim, which if you're a comic book reader, you'll be well familiar with aim and Modoc. And yes, that is a thing in this game. Um, and so you get to see that sort of, dystopian situation where this company is huge. Um, And so, you know, it's fun in that regard. You get to see all of the characters sort of come together and reunite and take down this massive threat. Uh, At the same time though, I, I think now is the perfect time to talk about the reason why this game struggles so much to have an audience. Um, this game buggy as hell why don't you just walk through what you had to do to get it running we we just played this maybe a half hour ago to prep and why don't you walk us through how many different things you had to try to get it to run all right i again i want to i want to have a good basis on this because whenever people start complaining about bugs and graphical things then oftentimes it's related to hardware and and you know things like that I make it a point to make sure that I have my system always up to date, hardware and software related, because I don't like to run into those issues. I like to just buy a game, load it up. I'm good to go. I have a <laughs> and, 2070 and... Super in here, so it's I don't have a crappy graphics card. I want that to be known. This isn't like some, uh, you know, I'm trying to run it on a toaster oven or something. This is I have a good graphics card, um, and I typically don't have issues with games. I typically can load them up. They won't have issues. Um, even a lot of games where some people like um, uh, Borderlands 3. I know a lot of people had issues with that whenever it first came out. Never had issues or anything. So I want that to be known. So and I'll, I'll oh, inter- interject here really quick. 
Uh, Lance, what's your profession? What do you do on a daily basis? <laughs> I am a systems administrator, so I'm very used to uh, troubleshooting IT-related issues. It's it's a uh, day in and day out. So, thank you. Okay, you can continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah. So there was a two and a half gig update today. Whenever I launched it, I hadn't played it for a while. I don't know. Do you know how how long ago this update came out? That had to have come out either yesterday or today. Oh, um, okay. So that comes out. Um, I uh, install it just fine. I install it to my solid state. And I'm only saying that not to flex so that you guys know I'm not installing it on some piece of crap, uh, you know, spinning drive or something that's been in there for six years. It is on a solid state. Um, try to load it up. It loads up fine. You get to the main menu and it's going extremely slow. Um, the graphics look like they're from 1995, probably. Everything's super fuzzy. Um, I play this game with the controller. I switch between controller and keyboard and mouse based on the game. But since this is like a beat em up, I prefer controller. And I can't even click main menu because of the amount of delay in the controller uh, input to go down to the main menu select or the settings select. So yeah. it was horrendous. So Brandon recommended I do a verify files in Steam because he has had issues before, many issues. He could probably talk yeah. about this. A lot longer than me. And uh, I, I will say, uh, just as a quick aside, I ran. I had to run that uh, tool three separate times in a <laughs> row in order to get my game to just run. And I was still having some other graphical issues. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so after that, um, Brandon suggested I look for uh, new drivers for my graphics card. Um, those auto-update for me weekly. There was one that came out a few days ago after the update. It did fix the issue for me, um, but it's it's crazy to me that, you know, I'm literally one update behind on my graphics driver and I, it's the game was literally unplayable. Um, yeah, yeah it, and it, it was only maybe three or four days ago that we launched it and played a couple of missions uh, and I was having issues, so we stopped. But you were fully <laughs> able to play it oh, yeah. without any issues that Flawless. time. Flawless, yeah. Um, yeah, and and uh, do you want me just to, to go through all my <laughs> issues and you can go through yours just so people kind of have a feel that it's not just one person or something? Absolutely. Let's, let's give like a quick overview of all of the issues we have. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I will note slow load times. Again, I typically don't have this issue. So this is like this to me, this felt like playing on an older console, like a PS3 or something where you did have those spinning disc skill and, you know, you could just set down your controller and go to the bathroom and come back ever since getting solid state. There's no game that I've ever had to do that with like Witcher three, no issues loads immediately. Everything's good. Um, kind of a downside of getting a solid state. You can't take breaks anymore, but this game, I can definitely notice the load times. They are super long. You're talking a minute plus on pretty much every load screen. Um, and just some fun other ones. Uh, Brandon, when we were playing a lot, was T-posing on my screen regularly, um, <laughs> which was always entertaining. Um, I, th I think that's actually probably all of my issues. I, I haven't had any crashes or anything, so that's probably all the ones that I've had. Okay, so I guess I'll start in on my issues then. Um, and Welcome you guys may to want to go... the uh, podcast of just talking about issues. <laughs> Seriously, if you need to go to the bathroom, go now. Uh, if you need a refill on coffee, now's the time. Um, 
No, so uh, <laughs> issue number one, I was crashing every five to ten minutes. Um, that seems to have been because of some bad files um, like in the game install. Again, I had to run the verify uh, integrity like three times in a row. Um, I was also getting issues where anti-aliasing just stopped working after I did the latest driver update. Uh, I rolled back my driver, same issue. I just was persistent until I again verified integrity of game files. Um, I finally got the game to load and I was able to play through a couple of levels. And then I about halfway through one of the missions, the game just suddenly decides to drop out. Uh, and it was a consistent issue, exact same spot of the level every single time. Guess what fixed that? Verify integrity of game files. Classic. It's like the game, the game is purposefully like breaking just so you have to verify your, your files again. I, I don't understand. Maybe that's not what's happening. I'm obviously that's probably not what's happening, but <laughs> it just, it felt like everything was working against me to play this game. And that's the sad thing. I like the game so much that I want to spend the time to like fix it and just get it to work. If it just ran, I would be fine. I would put like, I would have easily put another 10 hours into this game if I wasn't having so many issues. Yeah. Um, it just blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it feels like to me, like a old uh, uh, Ubisoft launch, you know, where it's too early. They had a deadline. They had to get it done by this date. The developers probably kept saying, hey, we didn't test enough. And they said, well, too bad. Here's the deadline. And so they, you know, launched an un unready product. You know, it's it's a it's a tale uh, as old as Internet being able to update patches <laughs> after the game comes <laughs> out. Right. I mean, that's what developers like to do now. And I hate when developers do that, where they're like, well, it's mostly broken now. Who cares? We want money. Launch it. We'll fix it later. It's fine. Um and, you know, Oops. Ubisoft is typically the one that I like to point my finger at uh, as doing that. Or EA, they do it a lot, too. But, um, yeah, this one, we looked it up beforehand. I didn't realize it was published by Square uh, Square Enix. And typically, I, I feel like their games are usually solid when they come out. You know, Kingdom Hearts 3, pretty solid whenever it came out, despite your opinions on whether you like the game. I mean, it wasn't glitchy or anything. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened here. Maybe some pressure from Marvel? I, I'm not really sure. So again, I, I, we're not in any way in those studios or you know behind the scenes, so it's hard for us to say. But I do want to just call out the that uh, Square Enix was the publisher. The developer was actually uh, Crystal Dynamics, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because they did the Tomb Raider games. So they already have this proven track record to make quality games that don't really have issues. I mean, heck, I think shadow of the tomb raider was used as like the de facto um, benchmarking software for a while you, know, you would run the first level as the benchmark and like a lot of people use that so uh i just yeah i don't understand how a, a company like crystal dynamics could cause could it release something this bad with all of the money that both uh disney and square had to be throwing at it you know what i mean yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to tell. Um, it's actually interesting. I didn't realize Tomb Raider wasn't 
developed also by Square Enix. Um, so I wonder if they're using this company more to offload their development. Um, maybe they didn't have a strong enough uh, oversight on this one and they just said, hey, run with it. I don't really know. Again, anytime that, that bugs and things like these are the prominent issue, I always feel like it's just a deadline issue where someone high up is saying we want this out. And honestly, a big problem or a big issue with it could have been COVID. You know, maybe they lost a month of production uh, or development because they had to figure out how to relocate people to working from home. Who knows? And they just decided not to move back there um their start date i don't know but anytime this comes out it always feels like they just didn't care they wanted to push it they wanted to start making money yeah and i will say they do also have a cash shop for uh for cosmetics so it's yes. not like they're they're not skipping out on on money in any way that they can so and i'll i'll say this is one of the more effective ones for cosmetics because i like to play as thor the default thor skin sucks you do not feel like thor who's wearing a t-shirt uh it sucks and it's one of the few games where i'm like man i would love a different costume i would never buy cosmetics for this uh game especially in its current state i mean if i felt like it was a really solid game then maybe i'd be like hey yeah i'll buy it to support the developers but it it <laughs> they they definitely make you want to do it because you want to look like the heroes from you know the movies and the shows and everything right so and i just a little caveat so uh there are unlockable skins that you can get without paying any money um most of the skins i think if not all are unlockable through normal gameplay um for instance, I have six skins for Captain America already. Oh, uh, way to flex on us. So, I know, I know. Um, and one of those skins that is pretty close to comic accurate is unlocked for completing the main the main story. So, uh, which is only about like 15 hours. It's not that bad. It's not that time intensive. I think that if you wanted to put the time in, you would be able to have that character. But I know you haven't played the, the main story, so, right. you know. Um, okay. Well, after, after just railing on this thing for performance, (laughs) I I'm curious, would you recommend somebody buy it right now? Oh no. Zero. I would recommend zero people buy it. I wouldn't even recommend to you the, uh, Marvel de facto person. I know I would even tell (laughs) you don't buy this game. Um, and I don't think that's a permanent thing. I would say, if this game were solid and this game had no technical issues, I would say still wait for a sale to most people. Um, to people like you, who I think would enjoy it more, I'd say, sure, buy it full price, buy it $60. Um, but to me, where I don't particularly like these types of games, I don't find it super challenging. It feels kind of hack and slashy. Like a, a lot of times it reminds me of like Dynasty Warriors or something. You know, you're just fighting a lot of mobs. I mean, it's kind of mindless. You don't have to really think too much um there is a little bit more action to it and and choices you have to make versus dynasty warriors but similar concept and i would say in my opinion it's worth 20 dollars uh is what i would pay for it i would probably have waited a few years if i didn't know that you were going to play then you know i really just was buying it to play something with you um (laughs) But I personally probably, yeah, $20 is what I'd put a value at. And I would say, even then, I would wait for the bugs to get fixed. In the current state, it's worth $0 to me. That's, I think that's fair. I honestly, 
for me, I am such a huge fan right now of, well, I mean, the gameplay is good. Okay. Sure. It's not great, but it's good. Um, it's a lot of fun. The storyline, like honestly, it introduced me to a character that I really had very little knowledge about. I uh, miss Marvel and made me really care about her. She may be one of my favorite characters in, in the Marvel universe right now. Wow. Um, that's saying yeah. something. Yeah. I mean, she really feels like a fresh, like new character and like she could really replace Spider-Man as the face of Marvel, like for a younger audience. So, um, really, really cannot say enough good things about the character development, growth, and all of the different things they did in the storyline. Uh, with that being said, the bugs are so frustrating that I don't think I could recommend a purchase right now. I could say if you really, really wanted to enjoy the storyline and you have the patience to deal with game-breaking bugs, go ahead and buy it at full price. If you don't want to waste hours of your life trying to get the game to run sometimes, <laughs> then maybe take a step back, reassess your decisions, and wait for it to come down 20 bucks. Um, because I think that would be a good trade-off if you are really looking for a good Marvel storyline wait to save 20 bucks down the road. Um, you're really going to enjoy that. Yeah. And I mean, us pointing out that uh, the last couple days, there was a two and a half gig update, you know, shows that they are doing the old, you know, fix it after the game's out. So it's not like they're just dropping it and saying, Hey, this is the game and they're not going to actually fix it. I mean, I think in probably a couple months, it's going to be a, you know, a solid game. It's going to be, it's going to be good, but it's, it's always unfortunate when people just don't wait. I mean, uh, I don't want to derail it and start talking about cyberpunk, but I can't <laughs> express how glad I am that cyberpunk isn't just releasing, you know, a dog shit game with like a bunch of bugs and stuff. And instead they're just waiting until it's, it's fully good. And I don't, I'm, I didn't pre-order it. I'm not going to buy it day one. I'm going to wait to see what people say, but um, it, it's, it is reassuring when a developer puts off a game um, rather than just releasing it when it's not ready, you know? Yeah. Well, let's put that one in our back pockets for whenever <laughs> that game inevitably becomes a podcast episode. Oh, yeah. There's no, <laughs> no doubt in my mind that one will be one. Um, all right. So we've given our recommendations, our overview. Um, I, I say let's let's put a bow on Avengers de-stress a little bit after being so, let me, so excited. Let me give one more recommendation. If you're okay. hankering for a Marvel game, Spider-Man for PlayStation 4, it's a great Marvel game. I love, I mean, it's not technically Marvel, I don't think. I don't know who the, uh, who the IP is for. Okay. But uh, Spider-Man, great game. That's so solid. Came out solid. Super fun gameplay. You feel like you're Spider-Man. You feel like you're flying through um, the streets of New York as Spider-Man. I mean... They did a great job on that game, and I would 100% recommend that. Um, and even though that is a beat-em-up, it's a lot more Batman-like. You know, you're reacting, um, and I'm talking about the Batman games, you know, where you, you have to do reactions, and I feel like it's more thoughtful fighting versus just everything is dying around me fighting. There we go. All right, that's that's a pretty good transition here then. Um, what... Uh... 
what what have you been checking out recently? Anything that you'd recommend to people aside from the Spider Man or Spider Man video game? Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, the boys. Um, so anyone who's been listening to the podcast, you know, the boys is one of the ones that I will say that you know I enjoy the story is a lighthearted story. So it's one of the shows where I'm fine just watching it week to week because it's not like, I don't know. I'm not super invested where it's a cliffhanger and I'm like, Oh, I'm just, just come on, just come out with them all already. Um, <laughs> so it's something I can watch week to week. And I, I hadn't started season two yet. So I'm up to, I'm, I'm current now I'm on season five. I just finished it uh, yesterday. And you mean episode five, sorry, episode five. Yes. Um, and it's, it's as good as season one. No uh, degradation in quality. Um, I think the writing's super solid. I thoroughly enjoy season two so far. Um, we'll see how the um, climax of the plot comes and 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 how everything will will come through. I don't want to spoil it because it is still pretty fresh, but um, there it, it's a lot. It's very Homelander centric, and yes, season one was too. But I feel like so far or. Yeah, season one was as well, but I feel like season two has been even more Homelander-centric, and I really enjoy Homelander as a character. I I love him because he is, he, they don't, they, they make him what someone like him would be. You know, they made him a quote-unquote freak. They made him this person. They didn't give him any parents, and guess what? This is the consequence of that. And I love that. I love when there's consequences in shows and, and you can actually see what comes of this and they're willing to play that out. And there is a character in season two who is very good at manipulating him and very good at, at playing into his emotions and playing into what what he is. And and I, I love it. I love the new character. I, I just, I can't speak enough about how much I'm loving the new season. Um, I am excited for future episodes, but again, it's not like something where I'm on the edge of my seat or something. I just really love what they're doing right now. That's uh, I, I would agree with that too. It has been a really good season. Um, and I think that they've just really stepped up the game as far as the writing, the story development, the character development, like really everything for each of the main characters. Uh, you know, it's been like no dull moments, really. No, not at all. And, and you know, we can even see visualizations of kind of what Homelander's going through. And it, I don't know, it just keeps it interesting. Everything's, you know, you feel on edge, you know, you feel like characters are constantly in danger. I mean, and the boys, that's, that's another great thing. The boys... I feel like any of these characters could die at any time. I mean, even Starlight, even though I feel like she's probably one of the most safe ones right now, I still actually feel like they might kill her. Who knows? Um, yeah. So it's yeah. it's a good feeling to, to, you know, care about the characters and actually have to worry about them. So I, I love that you talked about it like that because uh, my recommendation is actually a twofer. Okay? Oh, I didn't know we were allowed know. to do twofers. Well, you know, I'm sort of the host here, I think. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Uh, No, so um, one is The Witcher, and then two is actually the Dragon's Dogma anime that was just released on Netflix. So both are on Netflix, and they both have the same recommendation for the same reason. Um, They take a show 
that's set in a fantasy world where these monsters are such a big threat. And then they strip away the monster to really show us that humanity is the real monster. And that's what you have to worry about. So every episode of The Witcher and Dragon's Dogma sort of focuses on a mini story, right? Um, And that little mini story usually has at least one monster and a few humans that are just terrible people. Um, And so you, you really get to see the core of humanity and the main character's sort of reaction to learning that this is what humans are really like. Um, Because no spoilers to either of these, but your main characters, even though they look human are technically not, at least not anymore. Um, And so I think that's a great way to, um, you know, just experience their world through the eyes of a non-human dealing with these humans that are just pieces of, of garbage. That's uh, <laughs> that's interesting. The no spoiler. I mean, Witcher has been out for what a year or two now, so I mean, you could possibly give spoilers, <laughs> but all right, that's fine. Um, yeah. So, how far are you into Witcher? Have you finished it now or no? Yeah, I've watched it three times now. <laughs> um, <and> <laughs> wow. Okay. And I'm not on a rewatch of Dragon's Dogma since it just came out, and I just watched it. But, oh, okay. Um, yeah, definitely. I it just feels so grounded while there's so much like crazy stuff happening yeah um how so i i don't typically watch a lot of animes there are a few exceptions while i make like um uh the notable one i always talk about is code geass but um what sorry what was this one called dragon dogma dragon's dogma it's based on the video game that came out a few years ago i wasn't aware of that either who do you know who the publisher was of that uh capcom okay okay gotcha um, yeah, I might have to check that out then. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy Witcher, so and it sounds like a type of storyline that that I might like. Is it only a single season right now? Yeah, and like seven or eight episodes, um, so pretty short. Uh, I will say uh, it's not usually my style of animation. Mm-hmm. It's like the computer generated like anime, so you've oh, got okay. like three D characters, um, and so a lot of the action scenes feel a little jarring because there's no like smear frames. Yeah. Um, so just be ready for that. Um, it does catch you off guard, but I think the story that they tell is compelling enough to overlook it. Nice. Nice. How, I mean, slightly related, but you know, with the Witcher video game, did, did you ever play through and finish that or no? No, um, I started Witcher 3, but I had an Xbox and the Xbox version was notoriously bad for uh, dropped frames. So um, I did read uh, the first book in the Witcher series. Oh, really? Yeah, um, because of the show, actually. So, yeah. yeah. Did you ever hear about the author of the books or anything about that? Yeah, he's, we don't have to go into it here. Um, <laughs> Alex Strivanoski or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's a terrible human being. So um, for a variety of reasons, if you're curious, look up his Wikipedia page. I really don't want to give him any more airtime. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sounds good. Um, and uh, yeah, so, all right, that's that's our recommendations, it sounds like. Uh, don't buy uh marvel's avengers right now 
definitely check out uh, the Spider-Man game for the PS4 and uh, check out the boys, Dragon's Dogma and The Witcher. I think those are all of our recommendations today, right? Yeah, I mean, I could keep going, but we'll say those are good. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, if you want to keep up to date and know whenever new episodes come out of this podcast, feel free to check us out on Spotify, where you can get subscribed. We're also on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you can get your podcasts. Uh, We're also on Twitter at XP underscore podcast. I sometimes tweet. It's kind of a thing. Um, Yeah. If you don't want to do any of that, then just... Check us out next time, and it's been a pleasure talking with you guys. Everyone's already stopped listening by now. It's just me and you now. Oh. Well then, bye Lance. See ya!